Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You do have to tell it. You always talk over the fucking intro. That just took forever. I wasn't sure because there was such a delay. I'm like, are you expecting a cold open or are you expecting the fucking music? That was poor direction. Try again. Come on, Stanley Kubrick. Okay, everybody, be quiet. I'm going to play the opening song. Gotcha. No No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. We're the renegades in this atomic age. This atomic age of renegades. The renegades in this atomic age. This atomic age of renegades. Since the prehistoric ages and the days of ancient Greece, walk down through the Middle Ages. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War, day 665 of quarantine. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads you shall, or at least we wish you will, and... Take your heads, your hands, and your hearts all down to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. We've got something for everybody. We've got Jesus did the job, Baron Corbin sucks, save tag team wrestling, hashtag journalism, and many, many 
many more. We've got a design for the wrestling fan in your life, even if it happens to be you. So go down there, pick up one, pick up two. Pick them up while you're drinking the brew. Pick them up while you're sitting watching TV. Pick them up, even if you're blind like Stevie. The bottom line is go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop, please. And thank you, thank you, and please. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the one, the only, Tank Abbott's younger brother, Taint, mm. a.k.a. Andrew Belaz. That taint no lie, buddy. That taint no lie. And it's not but we. But we ain't talking about no Taint Abbott. So, yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I do appreciate some Rage Against the Machine, but that also got me thinking about other, like, 90s music. And I, re- I remember watching a couple days ago. Did you, and either of you guys see uh, Chris Cornell's daughter actually did a little quick cover of Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog? I almost, grabbed, I almost grabbed an audio slave song, actually. That that would have been extremely extremely accurate for what I'm talking about. Did you was, you guys see that at all? No, I I missed it. I was gonna grab. Doesn't remind me. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it either. She's not bad. I mean, she's only like 15, but she's got some pipes, and she's oh. not terrible. So nice. It's it's nice to see that the talent didn't fall too far from the tree. You know what I mean? Oh God. It looks like Chris might have froze a little bit, or he's really just enjoying keeping his eyes closed like he's stoned. Chris, you okay? Yeah, I'm back now. Man. Okay. We're having some inclement weather here in Atlanta, so that's that's what that is. Oh, is, by the way, the third the voice that you water? heard is... is uh, inclement Mr. weather? Like, is that just like, you know, code word? Do we not talk about it? If we hear the bong water moving, is that just, you call it inclement weather? Is that it? That would do? No? You? Maybe? Yes? Uh-uh. Yo, this fellow farmer keeps telling me not to say nothing like he had something he was finna play. No, that's not a euphemism. It's literally inclement mother flipping weather. Alright, fine. Fine. I just wanted to know. Your inquiring minds wanted to know. That's I I just asked the hard questions. And now you know, and speaking of hard on. The third voice that you've heard already is the commissioner himself, Why? Mr. No, PC. No, start Tuck. over. Start over. No, that's crap. I like okay. that one. Okay. Wait, no, never mind. It could get worse. Hi, everybody. PC Tunny here. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm glad you knew the, the error of your ways right there. <laughs> oh, it was definitely finna get worse. Yes, yes, that was happening. So, gentlemen, I, I have to ask you guys, though, man, this is like day 686 of quarantine, the United States version. How's everybody holding up? I'm personally getting a little stir crazy. I'm tired of my mustache hair tickling my nose hair. Social distancing means no barber. Eh, how y'all holding up? I'm I'm finding myself finally getting hit by it because... As much as I used to love, like, trolling the internet to dig and find, like, this random obscure, like, Japanese wrestling match in, like, a bingo hall in a, in a bar near a barber shop with two dudes eating fucking udon out of a bottle. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I just find myself not caring and just going, eh, fuck it. AEW, WWE, NXT. Shit happened. I'm done. Like, it's like the, the, the lethargy is kind of sinking in. With just how, I don't know, just how 
much everything's blurring together and just kind of starting to kind of harsh my mellow, so to speak. Tony, anything different from you? Well, I can golf now, so I feel a lot better. As long as they open the bars up in the next two weeks, I'll be good to go. I personally feel like those same people that I shit on, that they say that they can't be happy about anything because pre-corona, I would shit on the fans all the time because they were annoying and I felt like they were more interested in getting themselves over as opposed to just sitting there and being entertained and trying to be part of the show. But I miss them. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like anything of significance is really happening right now in wrestling. Wait, you you miss all the Tostino eating mouth breathers? Like, are you sick? No, no. Maybe I miss the kids and the ladies and the the cool people that like wrestling. Maybe it's just them. They keep the mouth breathers away. But you know, it'll be a stadium full of mouth breathers as soon as they say it, because everybody with sense is gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a be easy for a little bit." Okay, so if an apple a day keeps the doctor away, what keeps the mouth breathers away from a wrestling show? That's a good question. Um, uh, minorities? I don't know, man. That's a good question. I can't figure that. Out. I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, like, well, not only does the Democratic Party need the black vote, apparently, so does wrestling. There we go. Just come out in droves and keep all those pizza and motherfuckers down in their basement away from the show. That's amazing. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Y'all out here losing y'all minds, man. Y'all marching and get shit open and shit. Like, is this the is this y'all civil rights movement? Is this what's happening right now? That I mean, white people aren't used to being told no. That one in that one in Wisconsin was pretty darn close to where I work, so <laughs> really? What was that like? I mean, did were you able to see them like as you were going to work or no. hear them while you were working? When I was at work, people who were coming into work had driven past it and on their way to work. They just said there was a bunch of people out there causing a ruckus. They they basically just lined up the sides of the streets and people were honking and whatever. So I mean, it wouldn't happen. Okay, deal. so it not really too personally. Bad. It was a waste it of time. Is. I mean, you know what? If you want to do something, shut up about it and just go ahead and open up your business if you want to and see what happens. I mean. Your penalty is going to be when you come before your city's council for the permits or your relicensing of whatever your establishment is in whatever your village or city or, you know, county government allows. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Velveteen Dream. Gentlemen, Velveteen Dream, a very interesting topic these days, although as of late, haven't heard a whole lot, a lot, haven't heard, let me have another sip of White Claw. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's going to help. Haven't heard a whole heck of a lot about that situation recently. So gentlemen, talk to me about your thoughts moving forward here and how is WWE kind of approaching this situation? 
you you know, this is one I, I, I didn't really want to touch, but I felt like we at least had to touch on it because it happened and it was a big deal for a hot second. But um, um, y'all y'all know what's going on, man. There was a, a young lady on a subreddit a post or thread or whatever the hell they call them that alleges that Velveteen Dream, real name Patrick Clark, sent her some uh, inappropriate messages as an underage young lady and even sent her some pictures which also exposed uh, Velveteen's dream, shall we say. And then there was an interesting voice message that came out, which, I mean, frankly, it did kind of sound like dream. And then there was a bunch of goofy stuff going around, man. Then there was some guy coming out saying that Velveteen was, you know, trying to get in him and stuff like that. Like, I, I think Velveteen Dream being bisexual is probably the least surprising thing to come out of this whole thing. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. But, um, yeah, and all this stemmed from Velveteen, I guess, opening up his DMs to some of his fans. Uh, Balls, I don't really know what to say about this, man. Um, I, I will say this. He's literally in the middle of a, a championship push. So congratulations to uh, Mr. Dream for winning the uh, Tessa Blanchard uh, Bad Timing Award. So this is bad. Okay. But, the Tessa you know, Blanchard thing is fantastic. That's great. But now, why why did you miss the boat on the Patrick's Clark bar? Why'd you go uh, Velveteen's Dream? Do you just think our demographic skews a little too young to understand what a Clark bar is? Bro, nobody eats Clark bars, man. If you're going to eat a Clark bar, just go get you a Butterfinger and get on with your day. Hey, What's wrong you with Butterfingers? Nothing's wrong with a Butterfinger. But if you understand what a Clark bar is, then you understand the reference of people got more complaints than Carter's got pills. So, I mean, like, wow. somebody's dad, somebody's grandpa, somebody's grandma is going to enjoy that joke. It's it's good. It's it's it's, it's a good, uh, good assessment of exactly how and when I was raised, because apparently I was raised as an old person. So I, I, I may be in my thirties, but apparently I'm pushing sixty when it comes to my references. So that's good. That's, that that's actually seventy, man. Like we're we're not winning any <laughs> young fans here, but both of my parents used that reference before. You got more insert whatever the thing they're talking about than Carter got liver pills. Yeah, I, I grew up right, hearing so that all the time. We're going for that <laughs> WWE demographic where it's the fifty-five or over that we're skewing for. There we go. So uh, watch out for next next week when I start making references to like Lawrence Welk and the bubble machine because that shit's going to be fucking fire. But uh, anyway. Come on doing the Charleston uh, <laughs> and the opening theme song. Opening theme song is going to be that one song that That sounds like it's kind of a song from West Side Story too. So that that's good too because that's, that's dating us a little bit too right there. So alright, Rita Moreno, man, she, she could put it on. But anyway, um, where the fuck was still get it. Are you kidding me? She she's, she's kept together for an older woman. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, she's, she's still definitely beautiful. up there with like that Anne Margaret where Raquel Welch, Jane Seymour kind of old, but still could still get it because they're still put together pretty nicely. Yeah, Jane Fonda, Angela Bassett. We could keep See, going. Jane Fonda had that short hair the whole time. That never really works for me. Like, you know, it's just one of my personal dislikes. But Angela Bassett's a nice one. I, I like that one, too. Because what's she on? She's she on, like, the, the 911 or, like, Chicago PD or some, some shit like that, right? I don't watch network television, man. How the fuck am I supposed to know? I don't know. Oh, maybe Amber does, and you got, got thrown into that. 
if it ain't on Netflix or, <laughs> or Hulu or HBO or Showtime, I, I probably haven't seen it. Okay, fair enough. But anyway, back back to the topic on hand. I mean, Dream is much like you said, where there's not a lot that we know. There's a lot that could be inferred and assumed, but we've been in this situation before. There's going to be people that jump to conclusions and try to cancel them, and it, it's not the right thing to do. It's it's not like I'm going to say people should be innocent till proven guilty because as we've we've seen in the last few years, that's not how Tumblr, Twitter, twenty it ain't how none culture. of this shit works. Yeah, correct. But at least at least consistently with pot is war kind of mentality and the headcanon that is us, even when it was Enzo, at least we kind of stayed on that same boat. Neither one of us are the hugest fans of Enzo. Enzo's kind of a dick. And even though he got eventually exonerated, we didn't really say much aside from we thought that consensual penis line that he had in his rap song was fire. But, you know, we... Oh, that's we, we a kinda, bar. That's, that's a bar, sir. Agree. But, like, we kind of left it up to shit happens, shit came out about her, shit came out about him. Let's let the chips fall as they may. This is a similar situation where we kind of have to see where things fall, but I don't know if this hurts his push because I think Dream is a perfect person to take the belt off of Cole for a little bit. Like, I, I would see Cole getting it back because I don't see Undisputed Era going up anytime soon, especially with the whole coronavirus thing. And I think Undisputed Era is keeping a lot of attention and they're a great heel stable for NXT to kind of work off of. But... I, I, I think Dream getting the, the big belt in NXT is definitely a good step, and he can do a lot with that with his character and with his charisma. Well, the thing that I find interesting here, and then we'll, we'll move on, but I think that all three of us in are are in agree, 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 we agree when I say yep. that, <laughs> that Velveteen, he's one of the guys that has the potential to become the, the guy guy in the industry. And you know that whenever situations like this come out, and Amber and I were talking about this as well, there's always going to be a vocal minority, even if he's exonerated, that it's going to hold this against him. So I, I do question yeah. how that's going to play into the push. I think WWE, whether it was by design or it just so happens that's how the show played itself out this evening, they did a good thing by keeping him off the air, trying to let things die down, because it already seems like it's dying down and then continue with whatever plans that they had moving forward. No, I, I agree with you. That it's been a few days since I've heard anything, been a few days since he had his like one-off post where he said something like it wasn't him or he didn't send anything, and he was looking into what could have happened with his account. And I can't, I can't really... I can't be swayed to assume differently when he's been a fairly locked down to himself in kayfabe kind of character before this situation where it's it's not like Patrick Clark has been on display under the Velveteen Dream Twitter. He's he's been pretty pretty solid on being Dream the whole time. Like between the Dream has no memory of that and a couple cute little quips here or there between some of his opponents in the past and what he decided to say about him. I, I don't really see too much, you know, personal lollygagging and just fucking around on the company Twitter. So it, it, I'm a little I think I'm a little more in the camp of it's a hard sell that he actually did it. But then again, we, we have to see who knows. 
There, there, there's yeah, a first yeah. in everything. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's wrestling, so you can't ever put anything by anybody because it's, it's the wrestling True. business. But yeah, we we we'll see, man. We'll just let everything play out. Uh, before we move on, man, I would be remiss if I didn't send a special shout out and happy birthday to the architect of DWI, Mr. DPP. Today is actually his birthday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. He probably won't hear it. But now there is literally uh, recorded evidence that I wish the man a happy birthday. So happy birthday to the architect, DPP. Oh, nice. I didn't know today was his birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, DPP. Tony, would you like to say something? Topic number two. <laughs> <laughs> Tony lives down the street from him. He'll fucking like go over. I know. Like I, I know. I'm, I'm just busting his balls. Oh, I already texted him, so fuck. I don't need to wish him happy birthday on this show. <laughs> Talk to him in a couple of days. You know. Oh, fine. Happy birthday, DPP. You'll always be older yes, he was than funnier. It it was funny wow. when you didn't say anything. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Screw you! You're fired! You're fired! Whoa! You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Donald Trump, you're fired. Kane Velasquez, you're fired. So that's what happened. Topic three. Best topic, best topic ever. I mean, what what else do you expect to be said? He got fired. He had like what two matches? Like, eh, like what the fuck? Like what the, was the two? Oh, you talking about down in AAA? Well, no, he didn't. He I thought he had a match against Shelton Benjamin like right quick before he had the match against Lesnar. No, he had a angle with Shelton Benjamin. It, it wasn't a match. It was just he beat him up and put him in a weird-looking submission maneuver. There we go. That's kind of a match. Yeah, except there was no ref, the bell never rung, oh. and there was never an official winner. I mean, that that that's <laughs> eh, nitpicky, nitpicky. So <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay, here's the here's the real topic here is not the fact that Cain Velasquez has been released or fired or whatever you want to say. It's basically that Vince McMahon is going to grant anybody a release that wants it right now because for two reasons. Sure. One, they could they could use the cash and two, who's really has the cash to go out and sign these people? Yeah, ain't nobody signing nobody right now, so you'd be a damn fool to walk away from guaranteed money at this particular point in time. Like, that's what it is. Uh, In in regards to the Cain Velasquez situation, I think that they thought, and by they I mean the WWE, thought that he was going to be a bigger name than he was or be a bigger draw than he was. I guess he contributed to popping a rating for the initial smack or the inaugural smackdown on Fox, but mm-hmm. I mean it was what it was, man. They, we've heard conflicting stories that they, you know maybe he was injured or whatever. 
he did they was even hurt give... when he fucking debuted. Is the injuries yeah, what caused yeah, it, yeah. or did they not? Did... Injuries, or did they just not give him a chance? Because look at you guys talk about how little he was there and what he did. I mean, you actually have to get this guy out there if you want him to get over. You can't just come out with Rey Mysterio once and wrestle well, half a match another time. Hey, man, you let me come out there with Rey Mysterio once. I'm getting goddamn over, but that's neither here nor there. But I think this is more of a... Um, you could talk way better than Cain Velasquez, too. See? He can't but talk I, I think good, though. No, but You're he both does are a, right. He sings a pretty. <laughs> he sings pretty well in Japanese, though. That, that's true. <laughs> and I, I, I do a it's mean true. Guantanamera as well, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, that's exactly what I was thinking. Too. <laughs> I got in my head. I'm I, not going there, but we should. That should be yeah, the first chair shot radio network a, album. Is Platt's <laughs> Platt's voices singing <laughs> Platt karaoke or something, whatever. <laughs> Platt. Somehow Guantanamera beats fucking La Bamba. Like La Bamba would be a lot easier because at least he can go la 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 Bamba. He can just mumble uh, through half of it. Karaoke platitudes. (laughs) I I, I do a nice uh, Pesame Mucho as well. I don't know if y'all hip to that one, but that's a good one. Pesame, Pesame Mucho. What about Despacito? Each time I cling to your kiss, I hear music divine. Come to me, darling, and say that you'll always be mine. Anywho, yeah, this came release was more of a corona casualty than anything else. Uh, they clearly didn't have big plans for him. They're trying to trim some fat in the budget right about now, and they go ahead and let him go. He'll be just fine. When everything shakes out, he'll probably go back to AAA. He's going to be a bigger star there anyway and have more of an impact there anyway. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not weeping for Kane. They could have did more with him, but they didn't, and that's where we're at. Don't cry for me, Kane Velasquez. Your WWE career was short. We wish you well in your future endeavors. Not bad, Sonny. Not bad. Plus, he had a really good paycheck with the Jam in the Sand, so he'll be all right. Yeah, he had to be. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where this goes. If he goes back to AAA, gets a couple more matches under Spelton actually takes it seriously or goes back to MMA. It, it's not the end of Cain Velasquez, and I think this is really no skin off your nose kind of thing because he wasn't doing anything in WWE anyway. So, eh. Yeah, but don't, on to the don't next. play Kane. Don't, no, don't play Kane, no, man. You play Kane right now, man. I know you saw his couple matches he had in AAA, and he was all right, man. You are correct. Like, you can't say he didn't take it seriously, man. That's, just, a, that's a nice I didn't him. say he that's didn't take it seriously, but he had like a month of... Tunny. PC Tunny. What? I know. Not that Pro- he didn't take chlorophene Tunny. Did you he not hear this man just say it. that? What did he say? I was thinking about something. You want to know what I was actually thinking about? I was thinking about the biggest thing we missed here is we could have actually had Kane. We got a Kane versus Kane. That would have been fucking great. That would have been an awful match. Kane, old ass Don't fucking mayor. Don't cry Kane for me, Kane Velasquez. 
if Mayor Kane could have gone back 15 years, then yeah, that would have been a great fucking match. But too bad he can't. We don't have a time machine yet. The but truth no, is, you never really in WWE. We're done here, man, because he's still yeah. in my gimmick. So Yeah, yeah. damn. What the fuck, oh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You do your best opera Pavarotti version. Now, of he that already song. he he already sang whatever the fuck you sang. What the fuck you doing? Oh, yeah. you're right. Okay, so I won the night. Good for me. Wow, wow. I've had a little bit of the bubbly, but go ahead. I know you want. I know you got something to say. Yes, you have. I, I got nothing, man. All I want to say is that Chris Jericho, after three weeks, is the best color commentator in the business. I'm not gonna argue that. Okay, how about Greg no, DeMarco's? Okay. Let, let's talk about Greg DeMarco's point. You brought it up. Is Jr. and Jericho a bad combination? Could that work, or is Jr. done? That's shit. That's terrible. Jericho and Jr. would be bad. No, Jr. If you're going to do anything with Jr., it's got to be Jr. and Taz. That's probably your best combination. Is probably. Jr. and Taz? Yeah. How's that going? Who's calling the? Taz is play-by-play. Jr. is color because Did he'll just really... fill in the story and then kind of add a little. No, I thought you said story-wise. Oh, I thought you but... said Taz and Jericho. No, you said Taz and Jr. No, you said Taz yeah. and Jr. Yeah. And I would actually go the exact opposite. Have uh, Ross do the play-by-play and Taz be the color because he can add the athlete's perspective to the festivities. I mean, Marv Albert don't have his fastball anymore either, but it's still calming and comforting to hear his voice because for so long he was Perhaps. the voice of the NBA. Hell, yes. Vince Scully, when was the last time, you know, Vince Scully is an institution, man. I'm sure he don't have his fastball anymore either. Okay, remember- actually, I think he just retired, didn't he? Do you remember when? Do you remember when Marv Albert wore a dress and bit that lady in the back? Yeah, man, we all got some freak shit in our past, man. What the hell? Spectacular move. I've worn women's. Hey, man, I've worn women's panties and and bitches on their backs as well. Like, yo, man. All right, speaking of, I'm, I'm gonna pass that. I'm gonna pass that for a second. Speaking of Taz and things with the Wednesday Night Wars, um, am I the only one that can't fucking stand his his Madden esque fucking stupid ass points of the fucking move bullshit, whatever that like that Telestrator kind of fucking thing he does? That is some of the most tryhard, boring ass motherfucker. Like, oh look at he does a blackout and he's seven feet tall and he's got a four foot wingspan, so he lifts the opposite. Like that feels like that bad fucking fucking Madden Telestrator shit and it's just, it is some of the cheesiest fucking garbage. Am I the only one that completely hates that and wants to fucking punch him in the fucking face? Doesn't yes. that doesn't yes. that just play to their keeping the records and telling you what their record is overall and what the record is in 2020 and what their ranking is? I mean, somebody It that... plays towards them keeping it like a sport, but it still sucks to me. I can't it... fucking stand it at 
Oh. And it's funny, someone on Twitter with a check mark actually said something about Liv Morgan being seven and two in her last televised matches on WWE, and I was like, Well, it's too bad she's not in AEW then, hey. I think I saw you say that, yes. But which that's one a good was point. that? Was that was that SS or was that RS? That might have been RS. S R was it, Sonny? S R S R F F. Okay. Okay. I I ain't got no problem with him. That other one, fuck that other dude, but okay, fair. No, I wasn't trying to be mean. I just thought that that was funny. I, I, I was. That's what well, I not was to, trying to be not mean. To who, not, to, not, to, not to who I was responding to, though. Is I, that's what I mean. Okay, no, you, you're right. That like, I, I ain't got... I, 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 got I got no beef with SRFF. Oh, shut up. Oh, you know what it, You know what this is? Is we have, We're so nice to each other on Mondays that now we got to get it all out on Wednesdays. That's fine. It's all good. No, man, it's not my fault. You came to the uh, podcast Three Sheets to the Wind. That's my fault somehow. <laughs> oh, fuck off. I managed to, That's I managed to be sober when we showed up. <laughs> it, was, it was two sheets. Okay. But Fair so now, do you actually like the bullshit that Taz does during the show where he does little telestrator thing? Or do you at least Listen. apologize it with the gimmick of the fact that they're trying to make it more of a sport-oriented, sport-displayed kind of presentation? Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best thing that ever happened to professional wrestling. I just don't have the same vitriol about it that you do. I think, like Tony said, and like you just said, man, they're trying to be sportsy with it, and some of the some of the shit's gonna hit, some of it's gonna miss. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a miss. This is a way outside, <laughs> not just a bit outside. This is fucking way outside, like an intentional walk. Like, ugh. But all right. Anyway, back to the back to the war in general. Did you? catch both shows one show what 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 was your intake this this night i flipped back and forth between the two shows so i had two big takeaways for the evening number one those Rhodes boys love their blade don't they i mean they God, do they, don't they they, they this come like a was blading in a empty arena tv match what the hell bro yeah Damn. why do why do all Rhodes boys want their uh, foreheads to look like Burnt sweet potatoes. You I mean, don't get it. You seen their daddy's forehead? Blueprint. That was Papa's blueprint right there. I know, I know. And the other takeaway was I actually enjoyed the uh, punishment, not punishment, Martinez. Um, Damian Priest, Keith Lee match. I, I liked that. I thought it was cool. I thought both main events that kind of ended the show were really good because I did something a little different because. I had my chiropractor appointment, so I got home a little late. So I just kind of brought them both up nefariously and decided to do the the side to side on the uh, the laptop for a change to see what everybody was doing. And both main events were really fucking good. I thought NXT was stronger tonight with what they they put out there, and I didn't really like the finish to Darby and Cody because 
it makes sense. I guess it gets across the fact that Darby takes too many risks. And even though he hit his coffin drop thing, because he's a risk taker, it ended up biting him in the ass and Cody kind of won in a fucked up way. But you had the, the cruiserweight tournament was really good. Those matches were solid. Drake Maverick getting the win to still be alive to possibly win his block. That was fantastic. His little promo afterwards kind of kind of delved into what he's been giving us through Twitter and through the uh, through the the videos and the the video package. So I I, re- I really liked both main events, but I thought NXT was stronger. I kind of missed the uh, Cody and Darby match because NXT they actually let Swerve win one, and you guys know I've been on Swerve on a Swerve kick since MLW. I'm not saying he's going to be the tippy top guy, but he's got a lot more than they allow him to show. Oh, Plus, Shane Strickland's fantastic. Yeah, and he's bigger than most of the NXT guys there anyway. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? True. Just let him mingle with the with the main roster, but whatever. But yeah, I, overall, though, I thought both shows were, were pretty good this week. And M- NXT's been picking up some steam. I've been very critical of them because the audience is such an integral part to what they do. But these last couple of weeks, they've been uh, they've, they've delivered. Now, I, I do have to ask this because I, I had to run to the gas station Clearly, I missed the Charlotte Mia Yim match, or did that not go off today? No, it happened. And? And, and it happened. Okay, cool. I All mean, right. it, it, it was passable. Like, you know I'm not the biggest proponent of Charlotte, and it was, it was I. It wasn't anything special, in, in my estimation. It just, it was there. It was okay. Like, it's not like anybody looked terrible, but it's, it didn't really set the world on fire. Honestly... Now, Tunney may disagree or agree because I know he loves the the, uh, the soundbite, but I thought the newly bro game was better than the Charlotte versus Mia Yim match. So h- how did you feel about the newly bro game? Bro? Bro? I watched it AEW. Goofy, but it was oh, you're talking to him. Oh, my bad. Oh, I thought maybe yeah. you, you flipped over. You flip sometimes. So that's I wasn't sure if you oh, you were talking. You, you were talking. You were talking hey. to me. Who's the one that loves the Matt Riddle fucking snippet? It's not me. It's Tell not me. Chris. It's, <laughs> it's, it's you, to, bro. PC Tunny, bro. To, to be fair, y'all know I love me some Matt Riddle. Come on now. I, I didn't say you hated him, but it's not like you, you used the, the the snippet. So you you didn't catch it at all, Tunny? I was watching AEW. That's that's my assignment. All right. So what what did you think about the newly bro game, bro? I thought it was completely ridiculous and over the top, but it was good pro wrestling shit. And Matt Riddle can do no wrong. Like he, that goofy shit that they give him to do, man, he knocks it out the park, man. That that lets you know that he's special. I I like the fact that they're kind of making Timothy Thatcher the new age Lance Storm, where he just kind of no sells the joke and he's like super serious. Where you got Matt Riddle just like, yo, it's Tim, and he's not the stallion like Peter, like he's not like. Like I like it lost in your blue eyes, and then Thatcher's just like my eyes are brown. <laughs> it's just like it's it's just it's such a good. He's just like so stone and so like carefree, and then you just got Thatcher who's so serious, and he's just like I want to submit people, and I'm gonna be a serious wrestler. And he, the the uh, the contrast, the personalities, the dichotomy, whatever you want to call it, I think works a lot better than done because done you can tell wants to play. And Dunn, you can tell, has more of a goofy side that he doesn't necessarily always delve into. 
but Thatcher, for the limited amount of things that WWE has been showing us, he comes off like a Lance Storm, where he's the he's the straight man, he's the stick in the mud, and Matt Riddle's just trying to have a good fucking time. That's fair, even though you're biased, but you do bring up a good point. And I think the Matt Riddle thing works because we all know he's a shoot stone cold killer as well. So, and I mean he that that comes out in his matches every now and again. He will show some fire. I wish sometimes yeah. he would show a little more fire, but yeah, the guy's money. If they allow him to be money, not gonna argue that. I, I don't mind Riddle. I don't always love the gimmick. Don't get me wrong, but as a wrestler, he's fucking awesome. Yeah. Anything else that you just feel compelled to touch on? Either one of you all. Ah, I, all right, I cool. Video with Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox baking food, which was fucking adorable. But that came out like a week ago. But that that that's just great. You it's Tegan and Candice. I'm not gonna be up. You think anything women wrestlers do is adorable. It's like, oh, I I saw Ember Moon playing with Play-Doh, and it was fucking adorable. No, 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 no. If Ember Moon was doing anything, you know she'd be playing Dungeons & Dragons because she's a fucking dork. But that's still adorable, don't get me wrong. See what I mean? You're if, literally proving if, if she was an elf sorcerer, that would be fucking awesome. Come on. Sometimes we live the gimmick, folks. Anywho, <laughs> moving on. I- you prick. So you wanna be a Gentlemen, Impact, you guys can talk about it. The TNA title is back. That, I would love to hear you talk about. Oh, that was that was genius way to pivot the, the card subject to change, where, as most of us know, because at least we've been, some of us been keeping up with gifts, or at least been keeping up vaguely with the storyline, Moose has been tearing up all the old TNA guys before we were supposed to have that WrestleMania uh, show with the TNA No Place Like Home. And Moose was just beating all the old TNA talent. So, because Tessa was stuck in Mexico because of Corona and the quarantine, they needed to pivot somehow. And what better way than to have Moose in all his glory walk out with the old TNA title, declare himself the TNA world champion because he's beaten all the old TNA people. Then he got fucking good old Super Max, which gives you those old nostalgic feelings because Hernandez used to be a fucking killer. And even though he's a little paunchy, a little out of shape, he's still more athletic than a lot of guys that are pushing 50 because I think Super Max is like 46 or 47 at the moment. But it was it was a solid match. Elgin showed a lot of personality in that main event. And it, it's really it's a clever way to kind of keep a world title picture without necessarily having to introduce a new title or interim champion or, you know, a, a, a secondary world championship like the WWE and the Universal. It's just Moose is a li- little little delusional, perhaps, but. It, it still worked itself out nicely. And Moose got a big fucking, technically, pay-per-view main event win. 
because he ended up pinning Hernandez. So that gives him the win over TNA talent, which continues to make the the, the TNA storyline. And Elgin has a rightful gripe about how he should have just been given the title because nobody else showed up. And then he was thrown into a random three-way and he technically wasn't pinned. So it's not like he really lost. So there's, there's a lot of good stuff that came out of Rebellion. And I'm impressed at how well Impact showed the ability to kind of work on the fly. I agree with that. And I, I watched most of this show. For some reason, I missed the... I watched some of the main event, but I missed the the outcome, the the pinfall for some reason. I have no idea what the hell I was doing. I, I, I don't... <laughs> I, I, my bad, y'all. But to have... Uh, to set up a possible program with Moose versus Tessa is an interesting way to go, all things being considered. If you... you, you <laughs> Yeah, pick it up what I'm putting down. That's that's a rusty way to go. But I like the way that it was done. And like you said, card subject to change, brother. And you know, I'm I'm higher on Moose than most. I, you know, I, is he the second coming of Luthez? Of course not. But he's big as shit and he's charismatic. So I I, I think in a in an alternate universe, there's some money to be made. There, yeah, there's money to be made off of Moose. To be fair, because I know we've had this conversation before about Moose, and it was just the fact that he was kind of green when it came to main event kind of things like his match against Austin Aries and a few others, but he really did well this time. Like Elgin, it looked like was putting in most of the work and a lot of the bigger bumps to make everybody look good, but Moose didn't look clumsy. He's athletic as a motherfucker. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes his matches look a little forced or a little clumsy at times. And he looks like he's finally come into his own and he finally started figuring out. Cause I think, what he's only like six or seven years into his wrestling career, so you got to think he's still a baby, really. When you think about it, when it comes down to wrestling, because when you think about the old territory days, like the races and the flares and the dusties, they didn't get a title run until they were more than a decade in, and they were you know well seasoned and had plenty of matches under their belt. And then nowadays we don't have a culture like that to sit down and wait. So if you're athletic and you got a look or you got some size, you're just thrown up there and it's kind of, you know, trial by fire. So I think Moose did fucking really well. And the fact that he got a visible main event win is fucking great for him. He looks legit now. No, I agree, man. And you know, this wrestling thing is weird, man, because most of the guys, it really takes maybe about 10 to 15 years before you really get your sea legs mm-hmm. in this game and, and you figure out what you're doing. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, Stone Cold didn't become Stone Cold till he was, what, 8, 10 years in the game? About that, as yeah. much as we love... Yeah, and as much as we love Jericho, and we all think Jericho's awesome, he didn't really... Yeah, he main invented that one WrestleMania with Triple H, and, but it was, you know, it was a disappointment. I don't think he really became a top, top guy until... Probably about what two thousand and eight, and that program that he had with Shawn Mike when he punched uh, his white Shawn Mike's I mean, wife in the Jericho, face. If you think it, Jericho should have been a top guy in WCW. Hogan Hogan held him down in WCW. He was at the top of his game in WCW as well. He's been that good for that long. Even if you think about it, though, Y two J era Jericho was still a decade in because he started early 90s in the dungeon and in Japan when he or in Mexico first when he was 
uh, El Corazon de Lionheart or what, or El Corazon de Leon, and then he kind of came over as Lionheart in Japan when he was in war, when he was doing the the best of the Super Juniors and stuff like that. So that ninety nine to two thousand one, that was still a decade in for Jericho, and Jericho's yeah. only negative was the fact that he was a smaller cruiserweight guy, but. Jericho, Eddie, Benoit, all them, they had the pedigree in the ring to definitely be elevated ahead. But it, it still kind of works with what Chris was saying, where it still took a decade to get recognized and to kind of fully figure it out, be it because of management, because of politics or whatever. Y2J is still about a decade in for where Jericho was at. And even you bring up Eddie Guerrero, man, who was arguably the best ever in ring. You know, it, he didn't really get it until he got to WWE about 2004 when they gave him his world title run. It's just a damn shame. He started to figure out the personality and the, the charisma part of it. It's yeah. just a damn shame that his body started to break down once he finally, once it finally clicked for him and he started to get it. You know, that, that that's he unfortunate. He also sobered but. up around that point because he, he was always a great hand in the ring. But he didn't have that personality aspect because even I think WCW, LWO kind of Eddie Guerrero, that personality was very generic heel just with the Spanish flair. We didn't get to see Latino Heat or I'm Your Poppy or anything like that until he came back after he kicked the habit. And that was probably closer to like 15, 20 years into his career if you really want to think about it. <laughs> Touche. But but to bring it all back full circle, man, yeah, I still think that there could possibly be money to be made in Moose. And yeah, that's a good look for him. And like you said, now we have a, a world champion without having to have a world champion there. And then it sets up an obvious title versus title scenario or, you know, who's the real world champion. Historically in wrestling, that's worked out pretty well. So we'll see what they do. And I mean, at this point in time, man, TNA... You know, we talked about how they had to do certain things to try to, uh, uh, you know, catch a catch a downwind or something like that. At mm. this point in time, man, they're they're just they're just trying to maintain some content, man, and stay afloat. Like it's not even that serious about trying to move up or, you know, claim somebody's ranking. They're just trying to stay afloat and put on a show every week. So we're grading everybody on the curve right now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, but. I, th I think the other thing that we haven't touched on really is this is also a really smart way to keep the world title picture hot because Elgin has a legitimate gripe against Moose not really beating him. And with Eddie and Tessa not involved because of Corona and quarantine and their own personal feelings towards showing up for whatever reason, this, this gives that, that kind of interim filler kind of angle. Like if you think, your favorite sitcom or TV show or whatever, where you've got that, that filler arc that kind of just gets you from point A to point B. This, this is really good for that because it keeps Elgin in a quote unquote championship picture. So if Elgin can kind of overcome Moose to kind of prove that he deserved the shot at Tessa and Eddie was scared or whatever, then that kind of leads to a nice Elgin versus Tessa, or maybe Moose ends up, beating Elgin, and then it's Moose versus Tessa. But it, it, it gives you a world championship picture without needing to have the world champion around. Yo, shout out to Don Imus. I know his name is Callus, but I just thought <laughs> calling him Imus would be funny. Well, but I mean, yeah, they... they... The recent implications that come with Imus. All right, that's fair enough. 
Plus, he's dead, so you don't really want to pile on at this point. But, you know, the the, the point I was trying to make is, you know, sometimes WWE kind of books themselves into a corner. I, I got to give Callis credit on this and whomever else came up with this because they've booked themselves into a plethora of possibilities. And they've got a lot of different ways we can play. They could play this. And we both talked about some, brought up some different ways where they could play this. So shout out to TNA. I mean, impact my bet. Well, I mean, we're talking about the TNA world championship. So it's kind of six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Right. Yeah, man. But you know, <laughs> God damn it. It's a free country. If a man wants to be named Muhammad Ali, God damn it. I'm going to call him Muhammad Ali. You know, so they call him Impact, I'm going to call him Impact. It ain't All Mama right. Name TNA, I'm going to call him TNA. No, it, it, it Impact. That's true. A- any uh, thoughts from the peanut gallery of not really being on the Impact train? I, Plant brought up Muhammad Ali. I know two weekends ago on ESPN they played uh, a bunch of classic Muhammad Ali fights. Uh, first win they over Sonny, the, the, Sonny Liston the, and then the trilogy against Frazier, right? Yeah, yep. You literally took the words right out of my mouth. Yes, sir. And then last weekend they had a bunch of Floyd Mayweather fights, which was pretty good. The the fight against Zab Judah is one to go back and watch if you can find it wherever you can. Not only is it a really good fight to watch, but I think it's the 10th round or so. Zab fucking hits Floyd with a low blow and both corners charge the ring and the cops have to come in and separate everybody before they still finish the fight and have two or so more rounds afterwards. So... That's a really fun one to watch as well. You just brought up boxing. I love boxing. Yeah, ESPN's been doing that for. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> T- uh, TNA ESPN's <laughs> been doing that for uh, the past couple of months now. On Saturdays, they'll just show you know classic boxing matches. I've, I've gone back and watched quite a few of them. I've, I've seen uh, Mayweather Pacquiao again, uh, Foreman and Holyfield. That's a very underrated fight. BT Dubs. Really, Is that nothing. The one where Holyfield won the belt off of Foreman on his second reign. That one. No, he was the Holyfield was already the champion, and Foreman was the challenger, and everybody thought it was a joke fight, and that he didn't stand ah, a chance. Okay, but okay. yeah, but he stood toe to toe because you know, number one, Foreman's got a, a a granite chin, and he still hits hard as shit. Like he he knock us out. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and he's like seventy six and a half. I mean, he's still, what, the only guy to have, what, two reigns, 20 years between each other, some shit like that, right? And yes, sell sir. A bunch of, and sell a bunch of grills. Oh, yes, well, yeah. Sir. Poor Hulk Hogan getting stuck with the blender. <laughs> <laughs> he came out with a little bootleg grill, too. I can't remember what it was called, though. After the fact, obviously. Oh, I didn't even know that part. Yeah. I just know he had what the Thunder Blender, some shit like that. I think he talked about it in an interview at some point. He came out with about 511 appliances after you know, <laughs> that whole Foreman Grill thing didn't work out. You know what I mean? We got the Hulk Hogan uh, shaker pasta maker and shit like that. Elias Booyah Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah. So, all right, there we go. Like I said, TNA, now with boxing. So, um, if there's nothing else, I think we should probably move on to the next question. Or hear something from Lord Alfred. Oh, that's a good one, too. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. 
This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. A gentlemen it came up it came up in my periphery today for somebody that i see as an acquaintance asked me about it and i was like i really haven't heard about it so in my (laughs) in my in my egotistical mind i'm going well if i haven't heard about it there's no way that this could possibly be true so (laughs) i kind of put it out there in our little message group for this show um you know Definitely executive, or not, maybe not executive, but a producer uh, credit to Greg DeMarco for this show as well, and, and you know, content contributor. Um, and it's been brought to the attention that Zeb Coulter, Dutch Mantel, there you go, dirty Dutch <laughs> over there for the Dutch, my, the, the Dutch oven himself, the uh, Dutch for the plaster. Yeah, the Dutch The Dutch Meister making the copies. The the do the do the doodop diddly dutchster yeah okay so anyway we got we got old zc out there saying that vince is out there you know selling selling his goods seeing what he can get from fox or espn you guys thoughts on that to start our our dealer's choice topic five since we did potpourri the other week Man, I've been telling you melon farmers, these melon farmers have been grilling up to sell this melon farmer. This ain't nothing new. I've been telling y'all that. The biggest sign was when they uh, decided to move out of Titan Tires, which obviously that's been put on hiatus because everything. But, yo, granted, they're not going to sell it right now because nobody's going to buy it right now because you'd be a goddamn fool to buy the WWE right now considering we don't know when we're going to get back to some semblance of normality. So, yeah, they're not going to sell it tomorrow or the next day or anytime soon. But, yeah, they're, they've got the end game in sight. You know, even though I think that Disney buying the WWE or, you know, ESPN, a.k.a. Disney, that would be the death knell of the business. But, yeah, they're they're trying to put themselves in a position so they could get up out the game. Yeah. I mean, what kind of good businessman isn't trying to set something up in case – shit goes south or in case they just feel like pulling out so i'm okay with it i don't really want to see disney no owning wwe because disney owns fucking everything and i mean it would literally be the death knell of the business if disney bought wwe yeah literally. i always have a plan to pull out (laughs) oh that that that's a good plan but yeah, ESPN I think is fine, makes sense because they were also kind of in the hunt for the uh, the Fox contract for SmackDown. That's and Disney, they, they Dodo. Lost. Wait, I thought 
Disney no. owns everything of ESPN no. or just a part of it? I yes. thought. No, Disney is ESPN, Mellon Farmer, which is ABC, which is ESPN, which is all Disney. Wow. I didn't realize it was that, that deep in. No. I thought ESPN was still a separate company. No. How, Honey. how diluted by the corporation that takes over or purchases this does do the storylines and characters get from said corporation? Like, is there no more edge? Is it more about them in dollars and cents? I mean, think about that. Like, Vince is beholden to nobody, so he's going to put out what he thinks is best to him. ESPN or Fox, they're going to do what's best for ESPN or Fox as a corporation. Vince is doing what's best for his puppet show that he's had for X amount of years. There hasn't really been an edge in a couple of years, though, aside from the actual wrestler, if we want to make that joke. But, mm. like, I mean, they, they've been, it's the PG era. They've, they've been on the downward swing of trying to actually push any kind of envelope for a few years. So the only positive one can say about ESPN or Disney or if, if they're the, they're one and the same. It ain't be, no it if, Mellon Farmer. Really, ESPN yeah, is I Disney. No, I didn't look into it that much. So yo, 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 I'm, let I'm me tell you right. Let me, let me, let me, I'm let assuming let me tell you you're right because you're not wrong very often. But I'm just, I'm just saying, regardless of who owns them, if it's Disney or whoever, you really can't soften the product as, you know, much more than it already is. So... <laughs> So I have a bundle I mean, package where I get Hulu like, uh, and ESPN and Disney Plus uh-huh. in one bundle. So that means that they're all together. I mean, or that they work together for money, which lots of people work together for money. But I, like I said, I'm agreeing that if you say it is, it is. I, I don't. That's I don't usually why people are together. I uh, yeah, but there's also bundles for like Showtime and HBO, depending on your your provider, and they're not all together. But that's not the fucking point I'm getting at. The point but I'm getting you think at is this is like, hey, yo, the, the Earth is round, and they just kept going. Oh, it's flat. <laughs> the edge has been removed enough that I don't really think Disney's gonna involve like Winnie the Pooh or anything fucking like that. So it's not gonna can, get softer listen, somehow. Can we get so, a bear? Can we get a bear to put on a pair of pants if he's gonna wear a shirt? Wear pants, right? Am, am I alone here? But he's gotta. But he's gotta do the up downs in front of the oh. mirror. You know, maybe he just wants to look right. sexy for ladies. You don't know. You don't know what the red shirt does for the ladies right there. Maybe he's maybe a the right maybe, little on the belly. Maybe he's a tester for Charmin, and instead of taking them on and off all the time, he just leaves them off. See, that's a, that's a good point right there, because the Charmin commercials just get weirder and weirder with those bears wiping their ass and always talking about how fucking soft the toilet paper is. But Yeah, I'm going to step in here, yes. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it nope. much softer. Chris, go. Number one, Mr. Belaz, if I tell you it's raining cats and dogs outside, you let me know whether you want a Shih Tzu or a Siamese, sir. Number two, those Charmin bears are adorable. Number three, this is the thing, man, when I say that it would be the death knell for the industry if uh, Disney bought WWE. Yo, man, I mean, for how long? Basically forever. The professional wrestling business has operated with such autonomy that they, you know, they've been able to get away with a lot of shady and frankly criminal business practices. I mean, okay, every now and again, whenever there's a boom period or if a tragedy happens, somebody will pop up with some sort of expose. Well, let me finish though. But every now and again, somebody will pop up with some expose. But, you know, once the smoke clears and the dust settles, 
it's business as usual because professional wrestling has, you know, a certain stigma when it comes to mainstream media that everybody just kind of ignores it and it does what it does. And which is why they've been able to operate how they've operated. Now, when you put the mouse behind your logo, man, that's a whole different level of scrutiny that's going to become behind that. And everybody's going to be digging up, up underneath your skirt. Now, some of the changes they make may be positive towards the business, but ultimately the business itself is going to end up being like the ice capades. And when's the last time you heard anybody go, ooh, I'm going to see the ice capades? You haven't. I never heard somebody say it initially. Somebody had to, or else I wouldn't know what the ice capades were. <laughs> I just I just know Christy Yamaguchi, but that's just a figure skater, and she was a cute little Asian thing, so that's probably why I know. Of course you do. You, rollerblade <laughs> used to be a thing, too, or roller derby used to be a thing, too, if you recall. Oh, shit. Roller derby was awesome. I used to love that, yeah. especially when it was on yeah. Spike like the early 2000s. You saw those girls just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. That, was, that was actually where it was fucking at. That was a great sport. They need to bring that back. It's no? dead. That's you're kind of proving my point here, sir. It I, was awesome, and now it's dead. I'm just saying it was awesome. I, I'd be okay with a revival, a roller derby revival, a revival derby. Well, 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 so you want? What the if the revival, revival came down to the ring on roller skates? <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to do that. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it. Granted, they have to be called something else aside from the revival now because I think that's owned by WWE. But like, you know, I'm okay with that. Dash and Dawson, or whatever the fuck they're called now, Cash and some Dax. Is that it? Cash Dax and, and like and Cash Lawson. something? Cash and Lawson. They, they both Dash sound like fucking Cash porn Lawson. stars now, so I don't, I don't fucking remember what their their ending names are. But yeah, I, I'm okay with them coming down on like some rollerblades and just you know four checking somebody into the boards. No, no, just me. Okay, fine. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, literally just you. That's it. Not even Cash and Lawson. <laughs> Cash and Lawson. Just that, you. That sounds like a country band, honestly. It, it's it's like Brooks and Dunn. It's like Cash and Lawson. There we go. <laughs> Talk talking about a horse on rollerblades. That that's what their fucking hit song is. Fucking like horse park trailer derby or something like that. Horse park trailer derby. Uh. And now, gentlemen, we have the forty-sixth Old Town Rolled remix featuring Cash and Lawson. I gotta take my horse to the Kentucky Derby and hit somebody because it's really flirty. <laughs> and now we've all had songs tonight. Um, is, is, there anything, <laughs> is there anything else anybody wants to hit on? Did we miss any key talking points? Uh, anything? I don't know. We're at a, just at a weird spot. Like I said, my whole interest in certain things has kind of declined anyway because of how the, the quarantine has gone. So I'm just in an odd headspace. And like I said, it, it, WWE's been PG for a few years anyway. So unless they break out and kind of return to having an edge somewhere and, and not having this this weird dawdling old man, fuck it, Vince or whatever people have decided to claim him as, as we saw after the uh, Triple H 25 on SmackDown, where it's just like no fucks given Vince or whatever the hell that is. Like until he actually starts to apply that and make things a little more interesting and a little less PG, I really don't see how bad it could get with Disney. Aside from the fact that I'm just sick of Disney monopolizing literally fucking everything that anybody seems to like nowadays. 
Vince doesn't even remember that SmackDown segment, man, but we don't want to have that conversation. But, I I mean, I'm I'm with you on this, though, Balls, and I can't really place my finger on why, because it's not like I'm consumed by the news. I didn't even watch that (laughs) Mellon Farmer. Shout out to Mark Twain. And, you know, I shit on the fans when they're there at the wrestling events. But, I, I, you know, I can't really put my finger on it. But, yeah, it's just it just doesn't. Like I said earlier in the show, and hopefully that doesn't get edited out, it just doesn't seem like anything matters right now in regards to what happens in wrestling. Yeah, it's it's definitely a weird situation. Hopefully whenever we come out of this, you know, temperatures change, perspective changes a little bit. And I think that that's the more interesting conversation piece because it doesn't matter who owns whatever now I think it's going to be received kind of on the same wavelength but after we come out of this quarantine this isolation period this you know medical you know exoneration whatever the hell you want to call it like we we just got to figure out where we're going with everything and if WWE can put together something interesting something maybe a little more edgy something that people can sink their teeth into then we've got a different conversation we're looking at. Yeah, I think they're going to sell eventually, but trust me, you really don't want Disney buying the E. And not just for the reasons you say, because Disney owns everything, which they do, but trust me, that's just not good for anybody. I don't disagree with you there. Anywho, so yeah, since Tony has nothing to add, and that's probably a good thing, uh, Mr. (laughs) Velaz, Why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? Uh, Find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief and on the chairshot.com where I do the Impact Wrestling reviews and results. So so I'm always a big fan of of talking about Rebellion and whatever Impact's got going on because, you know, someone's got to show them love and it's never going to be Tunny, as you you can all tell from that. Someone's got to do it and Andrew drew the short straw. Well, you know, by, 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 by the way, I just want to throw this out here for you, Tony. Shout out to Jim Cornette. <laughs> Tony, say it. Do it. No, I'm not your. I'm not your puppet. <laughs> All right. And and other things I may write or may not write, but I'll I'll get to writing more when I you know soon on thechairshot.com. And Tony, Tony, do you want to plug anything? Possibly a Jim Cornette line or just just Twitter Twitter handles because I know you got fifty seven and like twelve podcasts you're working on. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna just shut off my mic and take a nap while you fucking go over everything you're involved <laughs> in. Because for fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, you can find me at PC Tunny, and that's where you can find everything that I have going on. Uh, I always enjoy looking forward to Wednesday night, where I can uh, sit down at the virtual bar with my fellows right here that we've been doing this for a while now. So, yeah, uh, just everybody stay safe. You know, we'll get back to normal soon. I'm missing a lot of stuff. Stump stuff is coming back. So, that being said, fuck Jim Cornette, and back to you, Chris. All righty. Well, there we go. Uh, you guys can catch me on Mondays on Facebook Live on Around the Blocks with Mike Knox. You can also catch it Tuesdays, sometimes Mondays, wherever you find your podcast. Also, the commissioner and I, when he's more sober, we've actually been doing a very interesting breakdown of The Last Dance, which is the ESPN 10-part documentary documenting the final 
season of the Chicago Bulls. And it's really a fun show. If you're into basketball and most of us have lived through that era, I, I definitely recommend that you check it out. Or even you a lapsed fan me. come from that era because that's that's really good for lapsed fans who miss 90s basketball. It really is, man, because it's really just two old guys on there shooting the shit about the glory days like <laughs> on the Al Bundy side of the game. But it really is a very entertaining and, and fun podcast. We have fun doing it, and I think that comes across to the audience. You guys can also catch me on Twitter at the Real C Platt, and make sure you all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. And keep going to thechairshot.com daily because we are your spot for news, reviews, analysis with attitude of this wild, weird, wonderful, wacky world of wrestling. And if you appreciate the content we provide on a daily basis, show us some love by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Spend a couple bucks and make sure we can keep bringing you that fire-ass content. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Well, for Mr. Andrew Belaz. For the commissioner, Mr. PC Tunney, I am Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you guys and gals for tuning in to Potter's War this week. We appreciate it. God bless. Everybody stay safe. Wear your mask. Stay away from the crowds. Don't get your nails done. Don't get your hair did. Just chill for a little bit. Let all the <laughs> dumbasses run out there right quick. And we can get Rona Part 2 Electric Boogaloo out the way. And then... Maybe the good men will do something to solve this. But until then, stay safe. God bless. Hit it, Carly. Shalom. think as you're drunk i am yeah that, that's a compelling argument tell me again <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.